Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. In today's episode, we're talking about mastering the strength of gentleness and the power of self-control. We all need self-control. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> boy, oh boy, is today a powerful conversation. The power of self-control. Um, raise your hand if you've mastered self-control. I have not. <laughs> I'm putting my hand down. Um, I think we all uh, struggle with this. Um, I think today is um, being the end of the Fruit of the Spirit and uh, Spiritual Growth series that we are completing now. Um these are at the end of the fruit of the spirit, but you guys, it's so important because this is the wrap up of how they all build upon each other. And you're going to see that in today's um, episode, because I, you know how we talked about the love and the joy and the peace being so inner and it's like the deepest core of ourselves. And then it kind of moves out into building our character. And then of course, just like we have faith, character, action moves into action. And I just love, I personally have been learning so much more in this series um, and studying this, um, that the fruit of the spirit does actually build on each other. It's not just a list and it's in these, in the order it's in for a reason. It's so beautiful and all culminates with self-control, which is how we use all of them. So I'm going to bring up the verse that we've been using for, all of these. And that is Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Um, this is something that uh, I feel like we just glaze over in the Bible. We're like, oh, those are nice. But actually, the fruit of the Spirit is the entire embodiment of what it's like to experience the fullness of God in our lives as we walk with Him. Yeah, and I think um, what we do is we pick and choose. Mm -hmm. When we when we see this, like you said, we're, oh, that's, that's, that's nice. Like it's optional, but it's mm -hmm. actually the foundation of our journey with, with Christ. Totally. Right? Um, and or or we we pick and choose we pick and choose <laughs> uh wh which ones can we handle you know today i well i could you know i like love i yeah that's nice love could be easy with some people but today <laughs> today uh, I don't or know. a patience is never something i want to do <laughs> Right. And I'm not praying for more patience because we all know how that goes, you know. And so we laugh about these things. But actually, this is how you know if you because I, I know. How do I put this? This is how you know if you've grown is what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. um, I know that every year I like to reflect on, you know, how am I handling myself? How am I handling life? How am I handling my relationships? How am I handling my business? Right. And my money and whatever, my health, my diet for that matter. Oh my gosh. Raise your hand if you can't handle your diet. Mm -hmm. uh, and these are things that are we better at? Are we better every year at these things? Even right. a little bit. Right. Are we heading in an upward trajectory? <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to tie in a little, it just came back to um, the front of my mind yesterday. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yesterday we heard a good word. Yeah. Okay. But our, our pastor was really breaking down how 
number one, how God sees, he's outside of time, right? Mm -hmm. So he sees things as they ought to be. Yet he, he goes back in our, what we, how we see it back in time. It's not like he said, it wasn't, it's not, it's not like time time travel at all because yeah. God's God's outside of time. But the yes. the way we look at it, God then sets the foundation, plants the seeds, mm -hmm. right? With the end For, in mind. With the end, the harvest in mind. Yeah, yeah. Right. And here we're talking about these are all you, you you said it. It's all about growth. This is all about our growth. Mm -hmm. These are all about the seeds. That we are planting yes. for what? The fruit. The harvest. The, the yes. harvest. Mm -hmm. Okay. If we are planting these seeds for these fruits, mm -hmm. okay, and over time, okay, seed plus time mm -hmm. equals harvest. Right. And he said, you know, something really powerful. It's a law like gravity. Yes. So this, when you plant seeds, that, that, that lovely verse about the mustard seed, when you plant a seed, you know, these things don't happen as a huge deal as a plant already grown. You have to plant a seed, which is a very small thing. It could be a thought, could be a look, could be a small prayer. It could be a, a small mustard seed worth of faith. So whether you're looking at good or bad harvests, it's a seed you begin with right. and what you sow, you reap, right? So it's that, it's that foundational law or, um, uh, promise that when you start sowing these things into your life, you will reap a harvest. Right. And these are the fruits of the spirit we want to reap. And so the, the God is giving us the seeds that we need to be sowing, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, during our our journey here on earth absolutely we need to be sowing these are the keys to live a full life with him as he intended yeah. and these are the seeds that we need to be planting now right. for a lot of us most of us okay that it takes hard work it yeah. over that period of time it takes hard work it takes tilling the ground it takes weeding out those mm -hmm. things in your life that are choking off the blessings, the, the, the seeds of the fruit of the spirit. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's taking away that love. What's, what's robbing you of your joy, right? What's, what's maybe, you know, when you're talking about patience, mm -hmm. sometimes that, that patience, you know, to cultivate patience, it's like hard clay. Oh gosh. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and so think about that when, when you're, when you're either going back to this study, if you haven't heard all us, you know, breaking this down or today's message, think about, think about that today, that what are the seeds that you're planting? What are those things that you're hoping to harvest later in your life? Right. And if what? you, if you want to have more goodness or gentleness that like we're talking about today yeah if or you want to have more self-control mm -hmm. right well then you need to be planting those seeds of self-control right. that's what i was going to say and what seeds do you need to be planting for the fruit that you want to harvest exactly right like what seeds do i need to be planting if i want more patience if i want more self-control if i want like these are little tiny things little seeds that we begin to sow Right. right. And, and and this is how we can then troubleshoot, if I if I could say that, um, 
what might not be in alignment with God, right? What right? am I so, doing? What am I so doing? So if you're a type of person that um, you're, you're very impatient, yeah. okay? Or you're not, you don't feel like you're, mm -hmm. you're being loving or receiving love mm -hmm. um, from God or from other people or, you know, people aren't responding to you in a certain way. Well, those are the things that you need to go back and figure out, okay, what are the seeds I'm planting in my life? Yeah. Or what am I allowing in my life that's robbing me of maybe those things? It's spoiling the crop or is planting a crop of its own. Mm -hmm. What am I planting right. in the in the flesh, in the negative that is going to grow into a plant of bitterness? Right. So God has given us the blueprint. Yeah. Really. He's really given us a blueprint on how to have a fulfilling life with him as well, he intended. Absolutely. Let's bring up this verse. This is Proverbs 15, 1. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Let's talk about understanding gentleness. Um, what is gentleness? It's often misunderstood. It can come across as in our society as a sign of weakness. Yeah. Um, uh, in God's kingdom, though, if you have ever experienced any real gentleness from someone else or in your own life, it's really just about the, it, it's about empathy. It's about understanding, getting in someone else's shoes. Being gentle is a, a attitude of, um, and a state of our heart of humility, grace, sensitivity towards others. We need to get in their shoes. It's a peaceful spirit. That's a big one. Um, mm -hmm. I really wanted to, to stop on that for a second. We've talked a lot in the past about not being the, um, the, the, the thermometer in the room, but being the thermostat. So we don't want to be reactive to everything going on around us. We want to be the thermostat that's that's controlling the temperature of the room. We want to be the thing that's bringing everybody down. Hey, not bringing them down, bringing everyone down, but bringing their stress down, right? Peaceful spirit. When you're around somebody, you have you been around someone who has that peaceful spirit and that gentle spirit? And yeah. it's like, you cannot be upset. You're just like, it, it, man, they just chill me out. And they're not either, even trying. Right. It's either in their voice or they don't even have to say a word. They're just like, right? you know. Hey, <laughs> right. they're just like, just so peaceful and they have a absolute peace about them and they spread that just, they, it emanates from them. Yeah. And that's who you want to be amidst in, in even the tumultuous waves of life. You just want to be that therm thermostat in the room. You want to be the thing that's turning down the stress that is give, turning up the peace and giving that spirit to people. And people really feel heard and seen and understood when you do that. Because not number one, you're thinking about them and you're you're trying to understand them. But also, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but it's really hard to feel heard or seen or understood when there's a lot of chaos going on. Mm -hmm. It's too much noise. How right. how do how am I going to cut through that? I, it, you know, and then I'm tired and I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed and I'm hurt. I'm hurting, and I'm not trying to speak over everything. But when somebody comes in and is like, "Whoo, bring right. it all down," right. And they, look, they allow that they allow this. They hold space for you. That's the thing, too. Gentleness is really holding space for someone to process, to speak, to be heard and to be understood. And even and no matter what happens from that moment forward, that is that's that space God wants us to hold for people in love. 
You know what I mean? Right. Now, look, again, this is uh, an opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. How does that grow? Well, it's going to grow under pressure. And the, the thing is, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's easy to say, you know, you're, you're humble, you're gentle, um, you're allowing grace mm-hmm. and all these things when everything's going your way. Yeah. When you're when like, yeah, I'm, when I'm killing it. Everyone's agreeing with you mm-hmm. when you're, you're, ha- you know, you're just having a Friday, not a Monday. right (laughs) yeah exactly but but it's more difficult this is where we grow is to make make our flesh right to to stand down make that pride (laughs) stand down well 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 make the pride (laughs) yeah that wants to rear up when someone disagrees with you Mm -hmm. hello okay this is today's culture no, no one likes to be disagreed with yep. and no one wants to, because of that, um, either there's not enough conflict, you know, just people stand up for themselves or, or too much, right? right there's right. no, there's not that, none of that middle ground. Why? Because I, I, I think what, what happens is people are allowing too much of their pride to stand up and not being humble, not allowing grace. Mm-hmm. You can, you can. Um, defend your point of view, for example, but allowing sensitivity and grace, yeah, love, and all these the, all the fruits of the spirit, and allowing someone to disagree with you, and still for you to have a civil conversation with them, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, but the, but the thing is, is that we can't do it when we are allowing pride to dictate that those conversations mm-hmm. because pride then leads to anger it leads to bitterness yeah okay and then bitterness there's a there's a root of bitterness and there's a reason why the root of people talk about the root of bitterness bitterness it gets rooted in and then it dictates your reactions to everything right bitterness is a real tough one because it can be all in, all encompassing all consuming and you don't even realize it's happening Bitterness is slow. Um, it's it's playing the long game, okay? And it's powerful, and it will destroy everything in its path. Right. Um, because bitterness acts a lot. It, it, it is a huge filter for things. When you have um, given into bitterness in a relationship or in a situation, a, 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 a circumstantial situation you're in or a workplace you, you're at or whatever – if you enter into that, all conversations were into proximity or into your day with bitterness already in your heart, even if it's a seed of bitterness, have you ever noticed that you respond differently? You assume differently, you react and you take action differently. You make decisions differently. Absolutely. And some of that is in, is, you know, sometimes we're bitter about things, um, Maybe at the person, we're bitter about uh, consequence or circumstance that we're facing. Uh, we are bitter about life. We're like just bitter that this is the situation I have to face. And so, um, you know, I'm not being grateful. I'm being bitter about something. And I'm not even maybe directly blaming God or anything. I'm just mad. You know, I've been there. I've totally said those words. I'm not even mad at anybody. I'm just mad about it. Just mad at this is happening. Um 
there's definitely roots in there, bitterness. And that can change your response and your decision-making when you enter in with already having that filter. Um, I wanted to bring that up because I think that's something that uh, is one of those real seed-based things that you're, you're already growing a root. Bitterness uh, is fully there before you see the plant. It, you plant the seed and it's got some straight up root systems happening before you even see it pop through the, the top of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, underneath, you know what and, I mean? And so you, you're, you're feeding, you're feeding it and feeding it and feeding mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And before it even comes out to be yeah. noticeable, right. In your life, it's already right. set in, right. This is where a lot of people, um, <laughs> come from when they're talking about, well, this is just who I am. Yeah. This is how my life is, yeah. or this is how I've grown up. Those are, those are roots that mm -hmm. are really set into our lifestyle mm -hmm. that are choking us off from what God has really intended for us. You could be bitter about things from your childhood and then um, go into, how do I say this, protective mode. Uh, I've seen you do this um, just simply because of where you were raised. Um, he was raised in uh, Stockton, California, right? So this is like sketchy neighborhoods, shootings, the whole thing. And I mean, the other day he was telling us uh, and the kids about when, oh yeah, that's the apartment we lived in when we were held hostage. <laughs> the kids are like, wait, like really? Or <laughs> you are like, what, nobody was shooting a movie? He's Figuratively like, no, really. or literally? Figuratively or literally <laughs> held hostage. Were you emotionally held hostage in that room, dad? No, really held hostage with guns. Um, and so he's extremely protective and he enters into all scenes in life, like looking at the exits, checking everybody out, you know, and he could easily move into um, fear and, and even bitterness that this is who he is now. Right. I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen him be bitter about that's his response, that he wishes he could give more space to people before when he meets them than already assuming the worst and it doesn't have anything to do with the person it has to do with the trauma from when he was a kid and yeah. and so you know it, that stuff you got to work out with god which he is i mean he he prays about that all the it, time it's it's all these things guys all these things are something that we have to continually work on mm -hmm. all right because the enemy continues to attack i want to plant these seeds yep. like weeds they yep. they they how do these weeds get here i just cleared these all I out i literally right? just did this yeah. the enemy is, likes to throw these seeds of of fear of anger of pride all mm -hmm. all these different things right yep i'm gonna bring up this verse here james 1 19 through 20 understand this my dear brothers and sisters you must all be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Man, quick to listen. <laughs> How many of us are actually quick to listen? I mean, when I, and I don't mean be quiet. I mean, uh, for all of us talkers out there, I mean, I know we're like, oh, not me. But even the people who aren't necessarily listening doesn't mean just um, hearing. It means listening, like to receive listening to understand, listening to connect, listen and slow to speak. Wait, listen first and then slow to get angry, right? I think that anger comes with 
speaking more than it does listening. I think that you can slow your anger down by just listening and not uh, speaking. Well, imagine, <laughs> imagine if, if God wouldn't listen to us, it just, wow. Yeah. Over talked us. It, it, does that lead to our growth? Does that le help us feel love? Does that right. help us? Number one, feel heard. Okay. But God does. God allows that give, gives us grace. Oh, Even man. when yeah. we're talking nonsense, right? <laughs> yeah. Give, gives us grace to talk it all out. How yeah. many times are, are we talking it out with God in prayer, in worship, really? Right. Okay. Yesterday, you know, at church, I, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I, we've had a lot going on mm -hmm. and it, 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 I, we both love worship, but yesterday was really, really difficult. Okay. And sometimes we have to work those things out. Mm -hmm. But anyway, when God gives us grace to, to talk these things out, imagine if he just over talked us and said, well, do this, do that. How, how is that providing growth? How is mm -hmm. that giving us, uh, showing us love? Right. Right. He shows us exactly what, how we need to act. So we need to be acting that way with one another. We need to humble ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jesus humbled himself. Yep. It, he's the son of God. It's funny. And yet he humbled himself and washed his disciples feet. Right. But here's what's interesting is um, we need to humble ourselves and realize that we don't have all the answers. Yes. But Jesus humbled himself and he had all the answers. Right. Right. So and, and, how much harder would it would it have been for Jesus to humble himself when he was literally God and knew everything? <laughs> so, right. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm down here. Even when he, he turned around and rebuked others, he allowed them to just kind of let it all out, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he uh, really gave space. I'll tell you what, if anybody ever gave space for anybody, it was Jesus. He was all about um understanding the human mind and human needs and he, he was so gentle with people um he was gentle with the people that he needed to be gentle with and he was um uh strong with the people he needed to be strong with like and he needed to be blatant with the pharisees he was but i think he even did that in love and gentleness right so so doing those things with love and gentleness in mind Okay. Mm -hmm. Innately will help you to control your anger. Right. Okay. You can't let someone speak. Okay. At the same time, I think we've done, all done this at the same time. I'm building up my response in anger. And that's not listening. Right. You're not listening. Right. You're just listening. So, so you're, you're trying to figure out my, your counterpoint. And then that leads to frustration and anger mm -hmm. rather if you're, you take that deep breath, listen, yep. let them listen, but you respond with that, with that grace, that mercy, mm -hmm. that love that helps you control your anger. You can still get this, your same point across. That's my, mm -hmm. that's what I was trying to say earlier by not responding in anger. Okay. Right. Because Look, you have to look at your words and what your your actions, how those 
words impact the people in the world around you. Mm -hmm. If you are responding in anger, you're, you're then attacking that person. Okay. You are trying to, how could I say you're trying to elevate your point in anger in a harsh way. That's going to, that could cause harm to another person. And that's far from love. Right. 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 It's, it, it, it breeds even more negative emotions. So is that person going to feel like they're hurt? Is that person going to feel like, Hey, I want to continue this conversation with you. Hey, is it, you know, I'm going, I want to, you know what? I'm going to continue. I'm going to always bring this up to you. Right. They're I'm, never going to bring it up. No. To you. I mean, imagine just as a spouse, the gentleness that's required in a marriage because you're so close, it's so easy to hurt the person because we so understand each other on such an, an intimate um, level that just his energy changing. I can, I, I can feel his energy. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm not doing, we had this conversation yesterday. I was like, Are you okay? Something wrong. And I just felt like this, this shift in his energy. He, um, just a, a more of a, a, like a spirit of kind of, um, like holding him down um dampening his spirit it was the man it was the <laughs> the man was holding you down <laughs> oh my gosh but you know what it's like and then have you ever had that conversation with your spouse I, i'm fine are you sure you're okay i'm fine i'm not going to be fine if you keep asking me if i'm okay you know but it, it's really like i was looking at him going you know i'm just getting this off of you and he's like i'm sorry i'm not doing anything and i was like no you're not doing it i'm feeling this energy and so imagine <laughs> with that kind of sensitivity um how gentle you need to be in your responses to make sure the other person feels heard and understood and loved and um seen and not feel like you know you could you could attack your spouse across the room with a glance because you're so close right and you can say a whole sentence a whole paragraph a whole conversation can happen between your you know you're looking at each other there's something going on in a room and you're looking at each other you're having a whole conversation about it right so that's how close we are so there's so much room right there for um we could really jump on the person and without really thinking we are same thing happens with our kids. It's the same type of relationship, right? We're very close. And so we can, but we're also close uh, quarters, right? We're with each other all the time. We live with each other. We, we, you know, sleep in the same house. Like we're always around each other. So it's easy also to lose your patience. It's easy to not leave that space for them where you leave space for others, maybe because you feel like, oh, they'll understand or they allow me to do, to be whoever I feel like being. You know, and so th- there's those little nuances you got to keep in mind that it isn't that we need to be perfect. It's that God's saying there's so many levels, right, that you can, as a human being, there's so many levels you could go into with connecting right, and damaging connections. And so we have to be just cognizant and communicate these things because even when we mess up, that's the beauty of it, even if we mess this up. Even when I have totally messed it up with him and been like, I just communicated that like a maniac, you know? Um, And so I'm just like, look, I'm sorry. This is what's going on with me. I need your grace today. And then that communicates that my intentions were not that, that my heart is this. My My heart's one thing. You know, these are things that we can communicate through, right? But understanding 
that the gentleness can become with practice second nature. This isn't something you're going to get like immediately. I'll tell you what, that certainly wasn't there when we first got married. Right. I mean, man, (laughs) I've said some boneheaded things to my husband when we were first married. Oh, he had some patience with me. Um, You know, just me being just fiery, no patience redhead, just flat out honest, like, I'm just, I'm just that person. And so over the years, he has really helped me become, you know, with God, obviously a different person. And it's just been such a, such a pleasure to like grow into this new version of myself. But I wasn't there in the beginning. I mean, I really wanted to be this person, but I, I was like, how is that going to happen? I just like snap, you know, Mm -hmm. people. Um, So start with small steps, like taking a deep breath before responding in a frustrating situation. So for example, for example, you're talking about, you know, close relationships, you know, at home. Right. Yeah. And your your personal relationships. Mm-hmm. But, you know, many of us have jobs. We're out in the workplace and that's where we spend, you know, most of our life. We, we spend most of our life at, at work. And so we really need to, um, you know, imagine, you know, being in a conflict with your with a coworker. Mm-hmm. OK. And. Where you have this a, a disagreement or whatever and this i think this happens all the time mm-hmm. okay cuz everybody you have different personalities you have mm-hmm. different points of view okay that's Absolutely. it's it's going to happen and i think our natural instinct is to point fingers blame one another or, pride. or whatever, yep. right pride and this is where you're talking about where we really need to practice taking that deep breath maybe seeing Thing, we talked about this. Yes. Seeing, uh, I think last week, um, where where we're seeing things from someone else's points of view. Yeah, where we put yourself in their shoes, type of thing. Maybe it's, you know, maybe they they just lost a loved one. Maybe mm-hmm. they're they're going through something personal at yep. home. Uh, who knows? Right. Uh, maybe, you know, they're just having a hard time with this new task right and and it's coming out in different ways i there's many many different ways but look when we take a t- we take the time to take take a breath mm-hmm. try to see things from someone else's point of view mm-hmm. be willing to have that discussion we we calm ourselves down we calm the situation down mm-hmm. right the, bring yep. lowering the temperature in the room mm-hmm. okay be willing to come halfway with someone. And I think most people appreciate it. Look, there, there are those uh, personalities. They may not, you know, they, they may be just fuming with anger. That's okay. That doesn't need to change who you are. Yeah. I was actually going to bring this up. I wanted to stop you there before you moved on, because I had something that just occurred to me that let's talk about the hard conversations. We talk a lot in society about giving the person the benefit of the doubt and you never know what someone's going through. And that's all true. And that's probably the majority of situations where he, what we're talking about, what you just said, where it's like, well, you know, the reason we need to be gentle is we don't know what they're going through. We need to talk to them. We need to find out the truth. Um, but maybe sometimes the truth is that dude's really a jerk. Okay. And he's testing you and he's a bully or he's a narcissist or he's got an ego. He's egotistical, like whatever. Okay. Look, some people are just like, uh, in a battle you don't want to be any part of. And it's not because they're going through something and they're just hurting. They're just a jerk. 
and they don't think about anybody else. And that's who they spun themselves up to be. Okay. Here's, here's the truth. We can't always make it that, Oh, we're going to find out this beautiful story about this person. And then we're going to be able to just connect with them. And I'm so glad I didn't get angry with you because you were really going through something that was hurting you. Did you have a bad childhood? Did you have a bad childhood? But seriously, when you, cause think about this, then then in that situation, you're trying to dive in with them. You're trying to have a conversation with a, this person who is just a jerk. They're not going to have a conversation with you. And what's going to happen? You're trying to rationalize this situation where the only reason I'm going to be gentle is if I find out there's a good situation on the other side and that they were really hurting and that and, and, and I was wrong for feeling that way. And, oh, you know, we've smoothed, ev smoothed everything over. But actually, this person's volatile. You don't want to dive into that. You don't want to be uh, caught up right? You want, you don't want to be affected by that spirit. Maybe there's a spirit on that person and you don't want anything to have, have anything to do with that. You know what I'm saying? So find out quickly if there's a conversation to be had and then back off because you having that. And the reason I say it this way is having that spirit of gentleness, you become the light in the darkness, not getting caught up in it, right? You become, don't let that person douse your light because you were trying to do the right thing, quote unquote, and trying to have this conversation and understand the person and they can't be understood. They have a spirit on them or they have, you know, so much anger and volatility that it's going to consume you. You can't get caught up. You've got to step back and have that spirit of gentleness, whether the person responds positively to you or not. That is the hard part. The easy part is actually having the conversation and trying to put yourself in their shoes and you find a hurting person who's been through something and you're like, oh gosh, you know, I'm so sorry. And that's easy because now you figured out how to be gentle with people who want to be gentle back or want to receive your gentleness, right? They're looking for the light and you've, you've become the light and that's a beautiful thing. And that's exactly what God wants us to do, right? But he also wants us to stand our ground as the light in the darkness and the hardest thing to do is to do that with somebody who is not going to receive it. Right. They're not trying to receive it. They don't want to hear it. They're always going to be this person. You are never going to change who they are. Only God can do that. You back off and you pray for that person. And you say, you know what? Your problems are not my problems. I didn't cause any of that. That has nothing to do with me. That's a spirit on that guy. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm going to pray over that person. And it is not about me. That is not personal. That is their battle. And that's the hard one when the person just flat out refuses to respond to your gentleness. I think mm -hmm. I wanted to bring this up because the spirit was just urging me on saying, yeah, but we all like to do these things when we get re a good response. Mm -hmm. We all like to have patience with people who want us to have patience with them, or we want to be fair and, and, and uh, kind and everything when someone wants to receive fairness and kindness. Right. But so many people don't, they don't care about that. They're trying to, to fight their own battles and they don't care about you. <laughs> like, right. You know, and, 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 and you could pick up on that very clearly. Again, if you're not allowing anger or bitterness or pride or pride to blind you, right? Yes. You can see, you can discern those types of personalities right. pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But this is where, this is why I think people think this approach is a form of weakness. Because yeah. what we do as Christians, we kind of go a little, we we go go a little bit overboard, yeah. where we allow those those people that have a tendency just to take advantage that you're never going to change them, then you you compromise your position, yes, just to accommodate 
right. someone. Yeah. And then pretty soon you're not feeling heard. And that person now gets, it feels like they're controlling you. And they're and they, empowered. And they're empowered. Yep. Again, I believe you can hold your values. You could hold your position, your whole point of view mm -hmm. and still be walk in grace, still walk in love. Right. Right. We don't have to pick fights with these people. No, we're just, we're not trying to run around and change everybody's minds. We're just not, that's God's job. That's, that's free will that, you know what I mean? So it's just about who we want to be at the end of the day. When you look in the mirror, who are you being regardless of whether, whether somebody's reacting to you in one way or the other, that's irrelevant. People's right. responses to you, honestly, are irrelevant when it comes to who am I being? I could be gentle and be kind and it could totally tick someone off. That's happened to me. They don't like it. They're like, how are you so calm? And they right. get mad. Right. And so that really leads us to the, our next thing. Yeah. Self-control. Yeah. So let's talk about self-control. Um, I'm going to bring up this verse. Proverbs 25, 28 says a person without self-control is like a city broken down without walls. Or it doesn't say without the other, the other version says without walls, but a city broken down. Oh, maybe it's, <laughs> we just didn't write it in <laughs> with broken down walls. Anyway, there's several versions, obviously, of the Bible, but a person that, uh, without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. So it's really unprotected. Mm -hmm. You know, when you are um, without self-control, I mean, think about how deep that can go. Have you ever met a child without self-control or with discipline? <laughs> <laughs> in the grocery a young, store? A young adult. <laughs> or, yeah, or a 40-year-old, you know? <laughs> I mean, let's be real, Okay somebody who's behind a keyboard and has no self-control. Uh, and so this is the thing is, I mean, you know, brawls and bars don't happen with uh, three-year-olds or at least people who are technically three years old. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, is that self-control is, is um, really uh, the culmination um, of what ties all the fruit of the spirit together. It's how we manage or handle the fruit of the spirit. What? It's is, is there a fly buzzing around? I'm uh, distracted. Sorry. <laughs> it's uh, how you handle um, temptations, um, how we handle peer pressure, how we handle uh, old habits. It's how we handle confrontation. It's all kinds of things. How we handle those things, how we respond. We talked a little bit in gentleness about taking a deep breath, you know, we don't have to think about all the choices we ever have to make. How about just, I'm not going to shove that cake in my face. Instead, I will eat an apple. <laughs> that one small seed, that one choice, what am I sowing into my body? What am I planting in my body? Am I planting health or am I planting disease? And that is the same for your emotions. That's the same for your spirit. That's it's the same. I, I know I am totally guilty. I've always been working on this and I have incrementally gotten better. I am guilty of, um, I can watch movies. I've seen lots of things in my life. I can watch movies without being affected, right? I can watch movies. Um, like I used, I used to watch horror movies when I was young. I gave that up pretty quick. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's not my thing. Um, you know, and I, I gave that up after my twenties. I, I just, I can't, I won't, I refuse. I can't. And I won't watch that stuff. Why? I'm literally just feeding my nightmares. I'm feeding my nightmares. Why would I do that? Um, even now, if something is triggering me, you know, when it comes to like, there are shows that he can watch and he's fine, but it is a, there's things going on in the relationships in the show yeah. that trigger old trauma. Yep. 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 
And I know that I shouldn't be watching that because it's just triggering old garbage in me. Um, one thing can be poison for a, a person and not for another, depending on their thing. Like, you know, if I was an alcoholic, I shouldn't be at a bar. Right. But if I went to a bar, I mean, I'm not, I have alcoholism's never been a thing for me or my family. Like I don't, I'm not affected by it. I'm like, I mean, I don't go to bars because they're annoying, but I, but I could, and it wouldn't affect me alcohol wise. It's not a place that's like, um, you know, dangerous for me to be in with my, with my habits and my weaknesses and my triggers. Right. But same thing. You goes, might have a trigger with clowns. I might. Yeah. Don't, don't go to circus. <laughs> don't go to the circus. If you have clown trauma, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Even, you just never know, you know, um, there are people, there's phobias out there and everything. Um, but these are the things that, that you want to avoid. So, so when I'm talking about watching, right. So, you know, that's one of the things is what are you feeding your eyes? What are you feeding your spirit? Well, that doesn't mean that I, that it's terrible for everybody. It doesn't mean that it's a hard and fast law for everybody. Don't watch the show because there's challenging relationships in it. Like, well, oh. you know, it's not a big deal for him doesn't do anything to him. It doesn't cause any anguish. It's just a show. But for me, it's very similar to things I've lived through. And I'm like, mm, pass. So I knew that instead of forcing myself to watch it, I said, you know, I'm not going to watch this show anymore. That is a seed yeah. of self-control that yeah. I'm sowing. Yeah, right. We're talking about, we're talking about movies, of course, that aren't, you know, how can I say, uh, morally wrong we're, we're just talking about maybe some movies that that have yeah. certain uh, elements elements that are relationships that may trigger you there's yeah. some opposite with me yeah you know that don't don't affect you that i you know what i can't watch that you right know? but it's Be understanding i think you make a good point we often are like well yeah i'm not gonna watch something terrible and i don't watch you know you know, for me, like I don't watch paranormal activity. That would just be, why would I watch that? <laughs> like for me, right. For you guys, same yeah, for you. Yeah. Like why um, that's kind of extreme or like a horror movie or something wildly inappropriate. You know, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go out and watch X rated movies because hello, but that's not what I'm talking about. Like, obviously that that's easy to say no to for most people. They're like, yeah, no, that's pretty extreme. I think it's the underlying it's things. The, it's the little under the radar stuff where you're like, well, and the enemy goes, yeah, what's so bad about that? You know, because on the surface, it doesn't look terrible. But what emotions are you feeling when you watch it? Do you have to control your emotions when you watch it? Do you have to well, shut some parts of your brain down? Or do you have dreams about it? Do you start thinking, you think about that show all the time? And does it bring all of a sudden you're bringing up old trauma? I mean, you know, think about that. Like that is yeah. not healthy for your spirit. You're sowing right. seeds and it, it's, of the wrong things. Right. And we're talking about movies, the things that we Allow. I'm talking about feeding your spirit. Yeah. Right. But we could, we could do that, you know, when get, getting together with certain people, our old yes. friends or, mm. or, um, people at work, you know, yep. people that love to gossip being in the wrong um, situations and, and, yeah. and you're allowing yourself to, um, you know, to be, to be around that crowd. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, for example, um, uh, I, I've I've never been a smoker. Okay, mm -hmm. I've never had that problem. Same. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, but you know, it used to be that you you know everybody would take breaks. Those smokers would all take breaks together. Right. 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 And so the boss, the supervisor, they all go take 
breaks to one another. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's how people got closer to those bosses, those supervisors. Yeah, it was a point of connection. It it was a way to network with those people by going out and smoke breaks. Well, you know what? If you're an ex-smoker, probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea anyway, but I'm just saying, (laughs) okay, but you're exposing yourself to something that God isn't intending you to to be in. Think about you're taking, you're, you're trying to take control of the situation and you're saying, well, you know what? I, I think I need to be around those people to kind of connect with them. You know, those people need the Lord. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to walk into a situation that, you know, the other day we were talking about, this is such a great point. Think about this. Self-control is very different for everybody in certain aspects, like we're talking about. The other day we were talking about, you know, there are people that we've met that their their mission field is the adult film festival. Okay. I could not go to the adult film festival uh, and be I, okay. Yeah. I had too much I, trauma growing up. Yeah, with I that don't kind of understand stuff. that. I, 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 but. but they didn't. God has secured that person. God has, they, they are changing lives. They are reaching people. They are holding their ground. And it's because they don't have that challenge. They probably have other challenges. They don't have that challenge. They're out there reaching people for Jesus and they, and they're doing it the right way. That's their mission field. That is not most people's mission field. There are people's mission field that is Coachella. Okay. Mm -hmm. Also not a place I could go and, you know, just it, it, there's still a thing. Yeah, I know. It's something. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's something that it, it's different for everyone. And the reason why is because there's so many different types of people and different types of challenges that God wants to meet them all where they are. And he has to have people he can send into that mission field to meet them where they are. Right. And so that self-control is something that, you know, you don't put yourself in situations that aren't meant for you. You don't put yourself in circles that aren't meant for you. Right. You don't go to happy hour to connect with the boss if you're alcoholic. <laughs> like right. You don't do that because now you're making it impossible for yourself to have self-control. You're making it so much harder on yourself. Um, you know, don't take it as a challenge. Uh, you know, if you have had a lot of problems in relationships and or, you know, you had adultery in your past or or whatever, you know, you don't get married to your dream partner and then decide that it's not a rule that you shouldn't be alone with the opposite sex ever. It's going to be a rule. It should be a rule. <laughs> Why? Not because you don't have trust or self-control for that matter, but because you don't need to put yourself in situations where you have to be so challenged. Right? Why? Mm-hmm. Why set yourself up like that? Right. So that's part of self-control is not setting yourself up for disaster. But then also little things where you're just making one ch- the next right choice. Exactly. Just a little thing. So let's talk about real life scenarios and some action steps that you guys can take, you know, with all of this. So you know, consider a scenario where you recently decided to have, like we talked about, healthier lifestyle, like exercise, better nutrition, less junk food. Um, but like, you know, you're all of a sudden at a friend's birthday party a week later, and this person is absolutely it's, known. That happens every, every time. time. How is it that someone has a birthday party a week after you start a diet, no matter what? It's like the it's like a universal law. I swear. Yes. So you show up at this birthday party and you're like, what choice do I make? Okay, what choice do I make? And now look. Nothing in the Bible is like, if you do this, I'm going to strike you with lightning. Like, that's not going to happen to you. But these are the types of little seeds where we let one thing go, and then we let the next thing go, and then we let the next thing go, and suddenly you're 50 pounds overweight. You know, How do I get here? <laughs> Shoving a donut in your mouth, you know? Um, and so you, you want to make sure that you're in these situations with self-control. And here's the kinds of things that you can do 
in, in, in this scenario and in all scenarios where you're talking about having self-control, this could be anything, emotional, spiritual, physical self-control, right? Remember your commitment. That's number one. Remember, what? why are you doing this? Why are you standing your ground on something? Why do you care? I, I always say your pain of not doing it should be greater than your pain of doing it or vice mm -hmm. versa, whichever. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're, if I'm going to avoid the bad food or I'm going to eat the food, my pain of eating the food better be greater than my pain of avoiding the bad food. Like it has to be too painful for me to not have self-control over having self-control. Me controlling myself should be less painful than what's going to happen to me if I don't. Right. And you got to know that you got to have that in your head ahead of time. Right. So like Jesus, who was committed to his divine mission uh, and the word of God, um, you know, he 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 was always focused on the main thing, but main thing being the main thing and the long game. Number two, use your knowledge as a shield. When the devil tried to tempt Jesus, he used scripture to counteract uh, each temptation. Uh, in your case, you might remind yourself of the nutritional knowledge that you have. The things that you know you're supposed to be doing, um, the negative impacts of sugar or salt or like remind yourself, put things up around your house. It's easy. You know, lots of people, you see them have affirmations or you see them have reminders. You know, they, they have a picture of themselves on the fridge. No, <laughs> <laughs> the skinnier you not or the skinnier you right? yeah, or the or healthier you not the chocolate cake or, or the. And it's it's like put it in your face. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's something that you let your knowledge be a shield. What you know. And then number three, seek support. You better not be doing anything alone because you don't have to. You don't have to do anything alone. We live in a day and age where not only do you not have to do it alone because of the kind of support and connection that's available to us if you use it correctly, but uh, God is with you. If you tap in to what God has for you, then you don't have to do it alone. And in fact, not only do you not have to do it alone, but you don't have to have your efforts alone be the only thing affecting the situation. His efforts, right, right, will be multiplying your efforts. If your heart is in the right place and you're moving in his will, you're aligned and you're like, God, I'm going to go down this path. He's going to give you favor and he's going to multiply your efforts, right? Um, and then four, show self-compassion. This is a big deal. We can't be so legalistic about this. Don't give yourself so much grace that you're on the couch going, I'm giving myself grace with the chips. Yeah. You know, just like I'm just being so compassionate with myself that I'm not going anywhere. But don't beat yourself up to death that, you know, don't so harshly criticize yourself that you don't. Sorry, my phone's ringing. Don't um, so harshly criticize, your, criticize yourself that you end up like beating yourself into a hole. I'll never change. I'll never, never change. I can never yeah. do this again. This, we're, this is just an example of, of dieting, but this could be applied to many aspects of our life. Look, old sin, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Those, the, the enemy likes to remind us of who we used to be or um, when we do slip up, right. you know, right. you're, you're never going to change. You, you haven't changed. God didn't do anything for you. Right. You're, you, you'll, you'll never be that person that God's called you to be right after, break. because you have these, these habits that you can't, you can't control. And that's, that's a lie. This is the, look, this is a journey. This is, this is something that we need to practice. 
practice. Yes, this over, is and over, over, daily. over and over. Daily, take up your cross daily. Right. Um, I want to bring up this verse, the last verse. Proverbs sixteen thirty two says, "Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self control than to conquer a city." You are conquering the world if you have self control. Most people don't have it. You are the one that you're the most powerful person in the room. Why? Because you're not affected by the storms. Okay. You can just make a decision and walk into that victory, you know, that most people won't walk into because they don't have any self-control. They're not practicing that and patient better to be patient than powerful, but actually you are powerful by being patient, by having self-control. That is the most powerful you'll ever be patience and self-control and gentleness, all the fruit of the spirit. That's the most powerful thing. I love um, uh, one of the things we wrote down for so showing self-compassion. Each setback can be a setup for a comeback. If mm -hmm. we learn and grow from it, yes, it's an opportunity to move forward with grace. Um, so this this journey through the fruit of the spirit has been absolutely powerful to me. I have seen it so differently, so many depths of, and layers to it. Um, you know, through love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and today self control. This has allowed us to deeply explore and understand um, truly. The transformational power of these things, the, the foundational aspects of them and how really it's all encompassing in our walk with God. Um, the, but then also we've gone over practical real life scenarios where we could walk these things out. Um, it is practical, right? Sowing the seeds that create the harvest of the fruit of the spirit. That's really important. And then the time waiting for the harvest that will come if you sow these things. It's a law of nature. <laughs> exactly. You sow the seed, you will get a harvest of some kind, whatever, whether it's good or bad. So fruit of the spirit is not a destination. We need to remember that this is a journey. We're always heading towards, you know, we're always, maybe we have little, little fruits coming off and we're like, Oh, look at this little patience I have. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I have a little tiny patience fruit, but you didn't have any fruit before on that plant, but now you're seeing fruit. I, I was patient with someone yesterday that I never would have been patient with. And you need to cultivate those. Things. Yes. And you go, Ooh, water it some more. Like that's exactly what I do. It's, it's, I really call out the, the things, the fruit, acknowledge it in the light, call it out. That's powerful against the enemy. I'm telling you. So, um, the fruit of the spirit is something that, uh, you should always be shooting for, but not something that you should be condemning yourself with. Okay. Do not compare yourself to other people. Do not do that. We talked about comparison on this journey. Don't do that. <laughs> but as you as you're cultivating these things, yep, you're you're drawing closer and closer mm -hmm. to your relationship with God. Absolutely, right? finding more love, more joy, more peace, mm -hmm. all those things within us. Again, these are these are the things that God has designed for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, that are good for us. Right. That that how how we're to how he's intended to us to, to be mm -hmm. in this sinful world, you know, despite all the obstacles, despite all the attacks, this is the formula. The, these fruits yeah. are, are, our food, our, our roadmap, whatever you want to call it to live our life closer to God, to build our relationship mm -hmm. with him to be more like him. These are the seeds. Like I said in the very beginning, these are all the seeds that we need to be mm -hmm. planting mm -hmm. and cultivating in order to harvest God's love, God's true joy, and his peace. And why do we care about that? Because we want to be a reflection of those things, reflection of God. Why? 
because we want to bring people to the joy and love and peace and salvation that Jesus offers, right? Living with Jesus. I, my kids have even told me, I, I can't imagine living without Jesus in my life. I watch people do it and I just don't understand how they live that way. It, it, this is from a 12 year old. Exactly. And it's not a pride thing. It's like, wow, I, I just, I understand living with Jesus and I want to reflect that to others so that they can have it, not as a reflection on me, but it's not just to be obedient. It's to share this amazing gift, right? And that the only way we're going to do that is by living it and embodying it, not just by talking it. And so that's something that we want to shoot for. Guys, my question of the week to you, question of the week is, what fruit of the Spirit in this series have you felt that, that God or the Holy Spirit has convicted you the most on that would benefit you if you were willing to grow into it? If there, What's something that's sticking out to you of the fruit of the Spirit that you're like, ooh, I need more of that. How can I plant more seeds and cultivate more of that in my life? So I challenge you to go through the fruit of the Spirit um, episodes and dig in a little bit deeper and see how you could grow into one of those fruits of the Spirit that you need to work on the most. I have been doing that, so I challenge you to do the same. All right, so that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at Javi and Jessica Madrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.